outside today, out on my back porch, smoking some stogies. You know who I bet probably smoked a stogie this week in celebration? Patrick fucking Mahomes. The richest athlete in North America right now. $450 million extension, over $500 million in total on the deal. I hope that motherfucker smoked a cigar. I hope he got a few other things, too. <laughs> cigar is, the at the very fucking least, I hope he got a cigar out of that shit. What do you, how do you, you, think, uh, you think he had a good night with Brittany that night? I heard he missed practice, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whew. Can you blame the man? Yeah. I mean, cha-ching, man. Come well, on. What was the injury? Bolt dick? <laughs> Huge bolt dick. I mean, she's... I, I don't even think there's a ring involved or anything. So, imagine being that. Imagine being in that situation. Yeah. Richest athlete in the Western Hemisphere. You don't get a ring. She's got to have some common law, something that she can, that she can sue for <laughs> yeah. at some point. We want prenup. We yeah. want prenup. Yeah. That's why I said the, the, the safe word is prenup. <laughs> Dude, you know, it, I mean, I don't give a shit how close they are. You know, I don't care what a good girl she is. If his agent isn't slamming down his door right now to sign a prenup, we'll never even know. Of course, that'll never make news, but fuck, $450 million. You have yes. to specify North America because of how much soccer players are made. But for the NFL, I mean, this contract is fucking unheard of. It's it's earth shattering. It, it, it breaks all barriers. There's nothing to even compare it to. Uh, yeah, broke. Mike Trout had the, the record for uh, American sports at that point. And he's underpaid as well. Yeah. Yep. They're both probably somehow underpaid. By the end of the deal, Patrick Mahomes, it's it's going to look like it. Like, well, for one, he's probably going to sign an extension off some point during it. But if he were to play out the contract, he would be. It would be a cheap deal by the end of it. Well, it makes you wonder what's going to happen to the team. I mean, is is this the giant contract for the quarterback that kills the entire team? You can't sign anybody else. Can't bring the talent in. I mean, this could be a challenge after all these big time players get out of KC. I actually saw that they expect the cap to not really change that much for Kansas City because they just had enough cap room to absorb what's going on currently. So wow. Whoa. Yeah, the, the way I see it is nobody really knew what the Chiefs window was. Like everyone was like, oh, the window is indefinite. Now I I think it's probably the way the way I've seen it structured. It's definitely for the next two years. Yep. Um, which would put their with two years is still on the rookie deal. So I think he makes like two million next year and then ten million the year after that. And then then it was when it goes fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Like the like the forty five million. So it's at least two more years. Um, but then after that, uh, yeah, I think Kurt's right. I think, I think then it gets really dicey of roster makeup. Um, they have, you know, two, three full off seasons to kind of figure that out, but, um, you got to start thinking about that now. Certainly. I, I think they actually do a pretty good job of drafting. So they're a team that they'll, they'll, they'll get to that kind of, I feel, I hope that they're kind of going to figure it out kind of like the Ravens where they're cycling in these young players, letting their free agents go who've, you know, proven themselves and getting some of those comp picks for them and then continuing to draft well so that they're able to figure it out and continue to put good weapons around him. Right. Cause like a guy like McCall Hardman, right. He's not a guy who's probably going to be, uh, you know, with the Chiefs for very much longer, 
but he'll play out the rest of his contract and then he'll move on and hopefully sign a big contract with somebody else. And then the Chiefs will be like, all right, cool. Give us that comp pick. You, I, you, I can't think of a Chiefs player that has left recently that went on to do big things. I mean, we talked about it in a few podcasts ago. You know, you just have those organizations. You have you have the Patriots, you have the Ravens, you have the Steelers who, you know, as soon as they let players go, they kind of fade into the distance. I think I think you're right, Newman. I think the Chiefs are entering that territory. Well, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, uh, their GM, Brett Veach, is, is pretty young. So he's only been the, the guy there for a few years because they had Dorsey before that, right? So the players that they've had before that haven't really moved on to, to do a lot because there hasn't been this, you know, window of good drafting and, and these players exceeding and doing very well. Although there is one player who's the best player in his position who was a chief. His name's Rodney Hudson. He currently plays for the Oakland Raiders. He got paid and he's still the best player in, at his position. He's a center. L- lineman, right? Center. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yep, at, yep, out yep. of Florida state, by the way. Oh, fucking course. Yeah. So it's, it's always going to be the debate. You know, if you're a quarterback, you can either go the Tom Brady route or you can go the Aaron Rodgers route. I'm a little bit disappointed. Like, I'm happy for Patrick Mahomes, man. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen. In terms of talent, he's got it all. He's personal, character-wise. The guy's flawless. Um, on the field, he's the greatest player I've ever seen in my life. Um, Brandon, you actually said a couple podcasts ago uh, that, you know, Mahomes was going to set the new record or set the standard for what quarterbacks get paid, and he absolutely did. So what does this mean for other quarterbacks in the league? Like some, some I've seen a lot of memes saying like, oh, Dak's sad. Dak's not fucking sad. Mm-mm. Dak is Hell not no. sad at all. You know who is sad? The Cowboys, because yes. they should have gotten that shit done before Absolutely. Mahomes signs. Great point. The Cowboys look like fools right now, to be honest. Yeah. Straight unless, up. Unless they're banking on Dalton. Unless they know something well, that we don't. Poor, <laughs> poor, poor opportunity to read the room. You see Kirk Cousins, you know, in the Midwest getting paid more than he's worth. But that's the quarterback position. You're always going to get paid more than you're worth, quote-unquote, because it is the only position. I mean, it's the only position that... It, I'm not going to say it's the only position that matters, but it matters clearly the most, by far. Well, look what they pay the backups in the league. That yeah. speaks for itself. You exactly. don't even have to take the starters' contracts. Look at what the backups get paid. That's astronomical in itself compared to any position. It shows you what the quarterback value is in the NFL. Right? How, about, how about from a gambling perspective? If a quarterback that is a you know the key quarterback for a team is out, that moves the line significantly, right? There's not a whole lot of other injuries that really move the line more than like half a point for any other player. Quarterback, that can move the line three points sometimes, you know? Yep. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's really... It, I'm not going to say it's ever been done. Um, there actually have been quite a few quarterbacks that have signed 10-year deals. Uh, Dante Culpepper comes to mind. Brett Favre. Yep. Um, so there, there, if you're saying that there's never been a 10-year deal, there has been. To this extent, no way. Well, yeah. Uh, Brett Favre was like a... Uh, I think Brett Favre, Ben Roethlisberger, and Dante Culpepper, all around the same time, the early 2000s, all signed for 10 years, right around $100 million. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Mahomes. Wow. Um, he deserves it. He deserves every penny. But the thing is, it's going to impact their chances to win Super Bowls going forward. And I think that's of note. You can't just disregard that. Um, it's t- look, at, look at what happened with the Packers. You know, Aaron Rodgers became the highest paid quarterback in the league and his team deteriorated around him. Does has Patrick- not been to a Super Bowl since? Has, has exactly. he been to an NFC championship? Maybe one. Yes, yes he has. He's been no. to a couple. And pretty much, if you look at it, every quarterback that signs these deals their teams end up kind of going on the tubes. Matt Ryan, 
Um, Kirk Cousins, the first year he signed the deal, they didn't make the playoffs. Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell. I, yeah, I mean, Seahawks were pretty good last year. Yeah, yeah, but I meant like competing for championships again. Once you sign the big deal, it's kind of, it's been a downward slope. For they sure. had a fall off, especially from the whole defense, the uh, sure. Legion of yeah. Boom. I oh, mean, yeah. it was completely and dismantled. Like, let's say you keep you those guys. You could, they couldn't keep those guys almost directly because of that. Absolutely. Exactly. Let's say you sign a deal or... Russell Wilson doesn't sign that deal, and he takes a more team-friendly deal. Like, Tom Brady's done his whole career. Say what you want about Tom Brady. The guy is a fucking team player. He wants to win. He All wants day. to win games. And, and he knows he can build his brand off the field. The TB12 brand is worth tons of money. Mm-hmm. So he knows he, he's building that off-field brand. His, what and he gets paid on the field is just, it's kind of secondary. And LeBron James is another guy that's always done that his whole career. If you think LeBron James, LeBron James is taking a max contract now, but throughout his career, he's always making sessions. When he went to the Heat, people were like, oh, a money grabber. Was he? No. He, was, he wasn't even a top five paid player at the time. He was what getting paid $18 million a year. Yeah. Like, so I like guys that make sacrifices for their team. If there is a guy that can pull off his contract and pull off a good team around it, it is Mahomes. It, it, it's going to come down to whether or not they draft well around him. At, at the end of the day, that, that's the only other thing that matters is, is how they draft and develop players around him and right. to, to continue to make that team good. Because cool. there is a window right here short, but after that window, once the extension kicks in, it's going to be about whether they've drafted well and whether they will continue to draft well. And, you know, who knows how much longer Andy Reid has, right? He's kind of getting up there, but you can kind of coach forever. That's one of those things. So we'll see. But um, I think that the Chiefs will still remain competitive no matter what due to this contract. Let's uh, let's. I, I have a question for you. So we we mentioned Dak. What about Deshaun Watson? Like, if you're his agent or his team of exact whoever he's got working for him, you got to be salivating on oh, this yeah. too. Every agent in the league owes that whoever Mahomes' agent they owe him a big old fucking beer next time they see him. Is Deshaun not, Watson not one of the most important players to his team at this oh, point in time? Absolutely. Like, the, like the Texans without Deshaun Watson, where would they be? The entire Houston team runs through they're Deshaun three Watson. 3-13 is yes. where they would be. Yeah. <laughs> they're terrible without Watson. Well, right. and then you got to take into account DeAndre Hopkins. Gone. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do to show this point. up? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? And Bill O'Brien, as the head coach and the GM, not looking too good right now, buddy. No, he, yep. he handed Laramie Tunsil like a huge contract. Um, it was only like a three-year deal or something like that, but just like a ridiculous sum of money. It's like, all right, if that's, your, uh, that's where you're negotiating with him, what the hell is he going to give Watson? Because he's not going to be like, he, well, he might be the dumbass that's like, uh, I'm good at developing quarterbacks. I don't need you, Deshaun Watson. We'll find another one. Uh, but that probably wouldn't work after all. But I would I would assume Deshaun Watson gets fucking paid. Well, check this out. Everybody's about the wrong De- DeAndre Hopkins took a shot at him, too. He goes, he posted up on his uh, Twitter and I think his Instagram. He said, I got 24 reasons Patrick Mahomes deserves that contract. And it was the 24 to 0 lead that they had uh. over the Chiefs. And Patty Mahomes came back and stomped them out there. It was big time dig on Bill O'Brien. That's an A plus tweet. Damn, dude, it was fire, man. I wish you guys would saw fire. Get it, D hot. The guy's got fucking everything, man. Ice running through his veins. uh, Strongest arm I've ever seen. It's not just that it's strong; it's that he can launch it on a dime. Mm -hmm. Like he 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 rolls out to the right, and he can launch it sixty yards so effortlessly. The the only guy, only other guy that I've ever, two guys that I've ever seen that can do that: Brett Favre and and Dan Marino. They're the only two guys that I've seen that can launch it with no such A-Rod? velocity down the no field. No Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, his arm isn't necessarily strong. He he has pinpoint accuracy. It's pretty strong. Dude, it, it, he, it's, he's the king of rolling right or rolling I, left and throwing cross. But he, I, I mean, to, literally, his knock coming out of college was his mechanics and the fact that he wasn't necessarily like a rocket arm. 
So one one post game interview, somebody asked him. They're like, uh, "Hey, Aaron, you know, how's your arm feeling? Are, are, do you, have, you, have, you know, people are questioning your arm strength." He's like, "Did you see the hail mary I threw last night?" Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> it's such a douchey Rogers thing to say, man. but it's true. So he freaking threw the ball like ninety yards. <laughs> one last thing on on Patrick Mahomes that I want to hit is uh, just on his generational talent. Is um, you know, you, Kurt, you brought up the twenty four to nothing. No game is over at any point with him at quarterback. I mean, you think, you know, the last quarterback like that was probably Tom Brady, but, you know, you think, you think Kobe Bryant, you think Michael Jordan. I mean, it's insane, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes is kind of already in that company where where no lead is safe. Greg Um, Jennings. And and it's wild. Greg Jennings, he put the, he put the team on his shoulders. (laughs) You guys have seen that YouTube video, right? Oh, yeah. We, yeah Greg Jennings is, is this guy, and he's playing, and, and Greg Jennings broke – he's playing Madden, and he's playing um, Greg Jennings, and Greg Jennings breaks his leg the play before, but he keeps him in the game. He goes, look at Greg. You guys have never seen this? Oh, my God. No. It, so just Google – all, all you got to do is Google Greg Jennings' team on his shoulder. It is one of the funniest YouTube videos. It's like this uh, oh, guy fantastic. giving his commentary, and, and he throws it to Greg Jennings, who, has a, who broke his leg the play before, and Greg Jennings just kind of like limps downfield, and he goes, oh, you see that? Greg Jennings, man, putting the fucking team on his shoulders. He's <laughs> like 80 yards to the house. He like runs a slant and like gimps his way 80 yards to the hizzy. It's it's hilarious. That's great. So um, real quick. So one of the guys that was overtaken with the contract extension that Mahomes signed is Matt Ryan. Right. And so it starts this huge Twitter war the other day where the question is whether or not Matt Ryan is a hall of famer. So I have my own opinions um, and I'm sure you guys know them, but for the people listening out there, let's start with, uh, with you Dubich and see, and see well, what, what actually, do you think? Actually, let's, let's hold off on that. Cause it's NFC South related. Um, we are actually sitting outside in my backyard right now, smoking some cigars. We're changing it up a little bit. Uh, Brandon is joining us from the frigid tundra of Indianapolis July's. Uh, what is it like three degrees up there? No, it's fucking uh, hot as shit. And Indianapolis has wicked summers. Oh, dude, it, it hasn't been under 90 in about a week, and it's a it's Midwest humid, yeah. um, and it's it's awful. No, July July and August are yeah. absolutely horrendous months in Indianapolis. So that's where we all are. Um, we are about to bring on, though, to the cast. Uh, his name is Scott Bradford, and I, I just have to assume he doesn't care that we use his last name because he's all over the place on Facebook. He runs so many different Facebook groups. They're all Bucks-related. Um, he's, he seems like a Tampa legend. He has so many groups. I get, I get an invite like every other day to, that's him creating a new group. And it's always like pirates crew, uh, Bucks life. I think, I think the main page that he runs is called Bucks life media. Super nice guy. We met him at a Tampa Bay Vipers game. He, he, he sat right behind us. He had season tickets right behind us. Nicest guy ever. Um, he loves our, our, uh, our white Goodman stick. Um, he loves it so much. He sent us a bunch of like bucks patches, just like the nicest guy on earth. Uh, we're going to bring him on and uh, save that Matt Ryan question because I definitely want to want to talk talk about that. So here we go. Hello. Hey, Scott. What's going on, man? Not much, buddy. How you doing? Doing good, man. Welcome to the Sports Memory Podcast. You are on right now with, uh, geez, five other people. Is it the crew from the uh, Vipers game? It is. It, it is. is. It is. It is, is. It is. 
almost the entire crew. We got four people, and um, we're actually down in St. Petersburg, Florida. You're in Tampa right now, right? No, I'm in Bradenton. I oh. live in Bradenton. Oh, you live in Bradenton. Okay. I did not know yeah. that. Did Hops not know that. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Scott, I was just uh, kind of introducing your page and how we met you. We met you at the Vipers game, but you're also a Bucks season ticket holder. Is that correct? Yes, I've had my season ticket since 1991. Hells yeah. Yeah, front row, yeah. right? Well, back in uh, back back then, I was 11, row, 11 rows on the uh, visitor side on the 20-yard line, northwest corner. Um, and my, my seats now are six rows below the pirate ship in section 147. Awesome, man. Well, you're in good company. Uh, you, we have on the podcast, we, we kind of switch around the gang that we have on. Uh, obviously, uh, this is Drew talking right now, but we actually have three other Bucks fans, allegedly, um, on the podcast. <laughs> One <laughs> so, real Bucks thing. fan. One yep. real Bucks fan. It is, it is a good thing. But um, so we wanted to bring on, we want to talk to you about a bunch of things, but mainly the Bucks. But so. Yeah. You you run a page. It's called Bucks Life Media. Is that correct? Can you can you tell us a little bit about your page and and, and what you guys do? Well, Bucks Life Media is a, a media outlet source. You know, we have uh, news news stories, and uh, um, we come up with some breaking news. We were we were actually the first ones that uh, broke the story about the, the uniform change. Oh, cool. Um, okay, right. You know, we were the we were the we were the very first ones that uh, that broke that. Um, I had some good sources that told me that it was happening. It was actually going to happen the year before, but the Bucks didn't get their um, get their notice in time to the NFL, so they didn't let them do it. So that's why it was actually happening this year instead of last year. It was actually supposed to happen last year. In this, total Bucks in move. This, <laughs> yeah, total Bucks move. Actually, yes. Yeah. Blessing this, in disguise. Blessing in disguise. <laughs> really, with Brady coming in, it's perfect timing for the uniform change. No oh, regime. For, for, oh, mo- yeah, for money purposes, well, it actually yeah. works out for sure. No, but what I like yeah. about Scott is we met him back in. Like February, uh, when we went to the first Vipers game, super nice guy was. I mean, we were we were just assholes at those games, and Scott was he, Scott was super <laughs> nice to us the entire time. You sent us those patches, which you really appreciate. Um, but we we I what I admire about you, and I'm not technically a Bucks fan. Um, I have lived in Tampa almost my entire life, uh, so I'm not one of the Bucks fans on the podcast. But you you strike me as a guy that truly bleeds pewter. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I I know my team's history, and uh, I know I know it really well. I mean, I sat through, you know, my fir- very first game I went to was nineteen seventy nine versus the uh, Packers when I was nine years old. Oh, wow! My, my grandfather, my grandfather took me, and um, that was my very first very first game. So, you know, I sat through the eighties of uh, during middle school, during high school, but the eighties when it was really bad. And my friends and I would get tickets, and we'd go, we'd drive up on a Sunday and just walk up to the window and get tickets. It was easy, you know, because back in the '80s, they they were bad. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a bit of an understatement. Yeah, yeah. What, what was the year that they were good in the '80s with the Doug Williams? Right, that was the early '80s. That was the, that was. Um, is that still? Um, 80, 80, 80, 82 is when they went to the playoffs. So it was a strike uh, strike shortened season, um, eighty three and eighty four, and then after eighty four season. Um, it started going downhill after that. Well, that was when they let Williams go to Washington and and go play actually, in the Super Bowl. Actually, 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 he went. To, he actually he went to the USFL. He went to the Oklahoma Outlaws, and then uh, after the USFL folded, um, the Washington Redskins picked him up because Joe Gibbs was the head coach there, and Joe Gibbs was a former assistant with the Bucks, hmm. and that's why he picked him up. 
Did not know that. Newman just got well actually. Oh my god, this is the, <laughs> one, of the, one of the best yes. moments of my fucking yes. life. The king of well actually just mm-hmm. got well actually. Fuck yes. Good job, Scott. You, you scored some points with us, man. That's that's uh, that's an epic moment there. Well, the Bucks yeah. I, and, Sorry, go ahead, Scott. And, and in fact, that first that first year staff in 1976, um, you had you know you had uh, some big names on there. You had Wayne Fonts who was an assistant, later became head coach. You had Ron Wolf, who was the GM, who later became the uh, Packers general manager. And then you had uh, Steve Spurrier, of course, the, the quarterback, who ends up being one of the greatest uh, college coaches. Yep. So, but he was, an awful, then, he was an awful NFL quarterback. What's his record? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he, was, he was not that great in the pros. I mean, he, was, he went to the 49ers in his last year. He came to the Bucks, and uh, the legend has it that he was, he was on his way to training camp in 1977 and decided to call it a career. Oh, wow. uh, he didn't want to, he didn't want to take the abuse anymore. <laughs> and so that's how they, that's how they got stuck where they did. And, uh, the rest is history. So you obviously extremely loyal. If you watch the bucks through the eighties, good Lord. Um, I think the oldest person on this podcast was probably born in 87. So, um, <laughs> they were, they were right in the heat of it. Uh, when they were like 14 yeah. years old, that's when the Bucks won a Super Bowl. So they were a little bit spoiled. You stuck with them through the through the thick and the thin, um, and I'm sure you've seen it. You know, the Bucks have a reputation for their fans mm-hmm. and just kind of having overall unloyal fans. But you're you 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 definitely go against the grain there. I will have to say this: the the, the Bucks organization treats their fans. The loyal ones really well. I mean, they're they they do they bend over backwards for you. Um, I when I went over to London um, and went to the went to the Bucks game over there, I met my friend uh, met up with my friend over there, Paul Stewart, who runs BuckPower.com, um, and uh, I ran into uh, the ran into uh, the general manager uh, Jason Light. I ran into uh, ran into a lot of people, and they were all just as cool as could be, and uh, they. They're 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 they treat their fans really good. That's great. That's great. And you said you've been a, a season ticket holder for eleven years. You said no, since nineteen ninety one. Oh shit, way that is back. way <laughs> more than eleven years. Almost almost thirty. Yeah. Almost 30. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Yeah, dude. So you are just you, you break the mold in a lot of ways. That, that that's awesome, man. So and 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 to do do one better for you. Yeah, I've only missed I've only missed one home game in that time. What hell, dude? Yeah. Get the Look fuck out of here, man! You are a le- you're a Tampa legend. Legit. Why'd you miss I'm it? Not worthy. Well, <laughs> why I miss it? Why would I miss it? I'll tell you why I missed it. Because because my uh, my 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 son has a had a pop Warner playoff football game. Ah, uh, it's worth it. It's it, worth it. It got it got rained out on Saturday, so they moved it to Sunday. So. Um, you take the you you always got to take your kids over uh, over anything. Absolutely, all, all pro dad move right there. That's all, all pro, pro dad move. Sure. Well, dude, I can and, and my and my son goes to all goes to all the home games with me. He's been going he's been going ever since he was four with me, and he's uh, twenty five now. So Scott, a lot to talk about. Uh, first of all, um, you were talking about you you broke the jerseys. You didn't necessarily break this uh, story, but I do follow your groups pretty closely. And you were extremely vocal prior to it happening. I would say, geez, probably January, maybe even early mm-hmm. February. You were talking about, I, I saw you put most, multiple posts up in your group saying, Brady's coming to Tampa, people. Uh, ha, like, what, what, what gave you that kind of uh, insight? 
Um, all signs were pointing to it. Um, what gave what gave me the inclination of it was uh, um, the two year deal that they offered Winston. Um, it wasn't happening. You know, they're giving him an incentive deal, so you know that wasn't happening. So I knew Brady was unhappy in, in New England, and I knew he had been talking talking to the Bucks, and you know, here we are now. Uh, he looks at those weapons. And he's probably salivating, thinking he's never had anything like that before. So it was a, it was a slam dunk for him to come here. Kid so, in the candy shop. So Scott, do you think with the addition of Brady coming to Tampa as well as bringing in Gronk, do you think that we break our 2007 drought of reaching the playoffs? Do you think that we finally make the playoffs this year? Actually, we would have made it last year had we not had 30 interceptions. <laughs> I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Or, or the so kicker, thinking, or uh, kicker so, finished 30th or something in field goal percentage. Uh, that, Scott, that trust helped. me, Scott. Uh, Scott rages don't, about kickers. Don't start me on kickers. <laughs> yeah, Do not yeah. start me on kickers. What is, what, what's, me. Your, what's your saying? Go for two? Go for go two. For two. <laughs> always go for two. I have shirts now. I have shirts now that says, Hashtag always go for two. I love it. You know what's funny it. though, Scott? Um, although the Bucks are obviously have historically bad kicking at this point, uh, there was a time when they had just incredible kicking for a number yeah. of years. I'm talking with Bill Gramatica, Automatica, no, Gramatica. Yeah. Mar- Martin Gramatica. Ma- sorry, Mar- yeah, yeah, Bill, Mar- Bill Gramatica Martin. was Bill Gramatica was Martin. pretty good, but he Card- played for the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, um, honestly, Con- Connor Barth was decent too for a bit. Martin Gramatica was good for six years. I remember him was that. It was that 2003 game versus the Carolina Panthers where he had three field goals blocked. And then after that, he started getting the yips and was missing them. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was the game that did him in. And then right before you came on the podcast, we, we posed another co- a topic, and I said to hold off because I want to talk to you about it. But you guys then also brought in an absolute nobody at kicker who you guys eventually let go, and then he went on to have an incredible career for the Falcons. Yeah, Matt Bryant. Matt, Matt Bryant. Well, Matt, well, Matt Bryant was already established. He was with the he was already, he was with the Giants, yeah. and he, then he came, they came here. But he was he was and, not great with the Giants, and they they brought him in kind of as like a journeyman, and then he was yeah. just lights out with the Bucks. They decided not to pay him. He went with the Falcons, and dude, he's had a great career. Well, he injured himself, and rather than let him letting him rehab it and everything. Gruden decided to cut him, and then ever since then we've had nothing but trouble with kickers. Oof. And Connor Barth, Connor Barth was good if you remember right, but there was one off season where he was playing a pickup basketball game and tore his Achilles tendon. Yep. So that's what did him. That's what did him in. Because yep. before that, before that Achilles injury, he was money too. Yes, he was. So Newman, do you want to do you want to pose the question? So, so Scott gets cued in. So one of Matt Bryant's teammates is uh, Matt Ryan. And with Patrick Mahomes signing one of the richest deals that we've ever, or the richest deal we've ever seen in the NFL, he eclipsed Matt Ryan's deal. Uh, mm-hmm. But so Twitter blew up and was just like, is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? So let's get some of your thoughts on Matt Ryan and then answer the question. Is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? No, he's not. <laughs> Hallelujah. I like your style, Scott. <laughs> Easily. You you lose a Super Bowl, you choke a Super Bowl, you choke a Super Bowl away. You're not a Hall of Famer because that Super Bowl loss was not only on the coaching staff, but it was also on him. Twenty eight so lead. Matt Ryan's probably a couple of years. I think he's maybe two years older than us. We saw him in college, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. obviously Boston College. So just so you know, uh, the majority of people on this podcast went to Florida State. 
I'm actually wearing a Florida State hat as we speak. Um, so I went to Florida State. No, no, I grad- no, no hate. I went to the University of Florida. So. Uh, ooh, <laughs> a little bit of hate. A little bit of hate. Everyone makes mistakes, okay. Scott. Everyone makes mistakes. Hey, it's, it's okay. Uh, hey, it's, hey, it's all it's all of what they have a ma- have have as a major at the school. You know, some schools don't have the same thing. So you know, you got to go where where you got to go. Yeah, so we, we saw Matt Ryan in college. I never believed in him then. I still don't believe in him now. I mean, he, he's prototypical size. You know, he he's one of those guys that on paper he seems to have it all. But then you see him in these games. I call him garbage time Ryan. He's one of these guys. Yeah. He, if you just point to his stats, yeah. Does he have Hall of Fame stats? Probably, if that's the only thing you're considering. Eh. Yeah, I mean, but he's consistently a top 10 quarterback, you know, sometimes a top five. So I think he's an above average quarterback. Right. I do not think so, he's yeah, a Hall here, of Famer. Here's what you have to ask yourself. Can Matt Ryan win you a game? Can Matt Ryan can Matt Ryan pull a Dan Marino and win you a game? Yeah, it's a great question. I'd see. So I, I think pro football reference has a wonderful Hall of Fame meter. And, it, and I agree with you guys. Matt Ryan is a paper quarterback. He is a paper quarterback. But they have a very yeah. analytical formula where they rank um, current Hall of Fame player or quarterbacks and current players. Uh, Matt Ryan is above Kurt Warner. He is above Joe Namath. He is above Bob Greasy, Russell Wilson, Troy Aikman, Steve McNair, Jim Kelly. I mean, I think we can all agree pretty much all those names I mentioned, I think we would say are hall of fame or fringe hall of fame he has a better formula number by by pretty significant amount than all of those quarterbacks i just mentioned so um, so i think that 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 takes into into consideration a lot of his stats and it's basically using raw stats if you look at the advanced metrics which would you know measure it versus era there's no chance in hell that i'm taking matt ryan over steve mcnair not a chance Right. No, if you look didn't. at if you look at Matt, Matt Ryan's stats in twelve years in the NFL, he's been All Pro one time, one time. He's been a Pro Bowler four times. So that means only one third of his seasons played was good enough to make the Pro Bowl, which you know isn't even hard to do. He's only played in one Super Bowl, so that would have been the only year that he would have been exempt from it. Um, he does have so it, it, it does figure in, in in the formula if you go to Pro Football Reference dash. Uh, who cares? PFF, Just Google it. Right. It does go. It does measure Super Bowl champion or uh, our championship game, all pro appearances, uh, Pro Bowl appearances. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of that. So it, it, it does a little bit more than just raw numbers. There are some other categories, um, but you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't figure in era. Let's think about but. division too, right? So the, the division that Matt Ryan has played in has been for the most part, kind of bad for a lot of his career. So he has six playoff appearances. Okay. He's won four games. He, it took him four years to win a game in the playoffs for the first one. Then he only had to win two in order to get to the Super Bowl. They lose the Super Bowl game, obviously. And then he won his, uh, he, he won one game last year or whatever. Um, so, I mean, if you look at, can he win you a game? He has some comebacks in his, on his, on his record, but for the most part, I don't, he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback in my opinion. Yeah. He's Kirk cousins who was born into great systems. And with ultimate weapons. I mean, look at the weapons he's had around him. That was one. Anybody who's had Julio Jones Jones has been Roddy White and Julio Jones. Anybody who's had Julio Jones has been mad 
by not getting touchdowns because he does not hit them. He, and that brings the stat of he's 11th all-time in touchdowns with 321 TDs. Fran Tarkington has more than him, and that's not even a passing era. Like, it, it really – I do not see Hall of Fame with Matt Ryan. Solid quarterback, but I think they'll get him in just because I think they're letting almost anybody in, it seems like now. Uh, Fran yeah, Tarkington – ask you about Matt Ryan. Yeah. Hey, if, if, if Matt Ryan had some of the targets that Dan Reno had to throw to over the years or some of the targets that uh, Tom Brady had to throw to over the years in New England, would Matt Ryan be as great as he is? No. The answer is yeah. definitively no for me. The there other thing go. is, he always had, for the most part, he's had good offensive lines. For the most part, he's had pretty good defenses to play with most years. And he's had, like we talked about, the weapons, right? And And for the most part, the division has not been all that great. It's been an up-and-down, open-to-take division. So, to me, Matt Ryan is very unimpressive from a quarterback perspective in terms of, is he a great quarterback? No. He's consistently above average. He is a guy that is a franchise quarterback. There's no exception about that. I'm not, I am not. I have no issue with the Falcons continuing to make him the face of their franchise. And for the most part, he's a pretty fun and likable guy. Absolutely. But is he a Hall of Famer? To me, the answer is definitively no. Yeah. yeah, I think it's unanimous. Yeah, like just all of us agree. Universal now. Yeah, it's 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 a tough thing with the NFL, and I've always said this: if you got a guy and you don't think they're ever going to take you to the promised land, do you bail on them? Because is Matt Ryan a serviceable quarterback? Absolutely, he's a really good quarterback. If, if you're in the top half of the league, you're a really good quarterback consistently, and so he is that guy. But at what point do you just say? This is the guy that choked the biggest lead in the Super Bowl. We should probably move on from that guy. And that's the ultimate dilemma that so many teams face. I mean, look at look at the Carolina Panthers. They just have the same exact dilemma with, with Cam Newton. Like, is this guy a, a really talented guy? Absolutely. Did he completely blunder that Super Bowl? 100%. If Matt Ryan had the injury problems that Cam Newton had, I'm sure that they would have moved on before but by now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And there were other things that went into Cam Newton, you know, moving on. But so, Scott, NFC mm. South, who's your most hated rival? Um, fans, fan-wise, I'd have to say it's the Falcons because I can't stand it when they do that. <laughs> Interesting. When they do that, when they do that stupid chant, rise up, I'd like to smack them all when they do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Team-wise, team I'd have to say the Saints. Yeah. Absolutely. The most rowdy, the rowdiest games ever. I remember watching back when Aaron Brooks was the quarterback for the Saints. I mean, these were the most fun games to watch. It seems like it's the most heated between the fans to me when they get together. Uh, it's definitely one of the most fun rivalries, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. New Orleans buses in yeah. their fans every year, too, for the Bucks home game. They bus in their fans from New Orleans to go to the Bucks game. We got a close relationship with New Orleans, though, in yeah. this group. I, I, will yeah. say, I, will say, I, will, I will say this. Before, before, because I've been going a long time, Okay. Before they won the Super Bowl, you could count on your one hand how many Saints fans were at the Bucks games whenever the Bucks and Saints <laughs> played each other. It's true. You could count on your one hand. Fair enough. You had, uh, once they won the Super Bowl, you started seeing them travel all the time. Before they won the Super Bowl, you never would see them travel. So you probably don't know this, Scott. I'm actually a, a diehard Vikings fan. I'm actually a season ticket holder. Uh, funny enough, I live in St. Petersburg, Florida, but me and my dad own two seats in U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, you got to kind of have a soft spot. Every, every Bucks fan has got to have a soft spot in their heart for the Vikings because if there is any Saints slayer out there, it is the fucking Vikings. Now, obviously, the one time they didn't slay the, Vi- uh, the, the Saints, the time they absolutely should have and were 100% the better team, 
2009 with Brett Favre. That bounty uh, gate? Which was just an absolute... Oh. Favre should have never thrown that pass. Oh, should have never thrown that pass, but I've, I'll tell you, I've watched that game so many times, and I'll, I'll tell you, Brett Favre did not lose that game. You know who did? Adrian Peterson lost that yes, game. Yes, he did. He fumbled so many times. But anyways, the Vikings, so, so the Saints have like, I'm not even sure how many playoff wins, but guess how many times the Vikings have bumped the Saints out of the playoffs in their franchise history? Five times. Including, including, so the Saints are one in five against the Vikings in the playoffs. It was crazy. Um, including their first ever playoff entrance, the Vikings just absolutely destroyed them. So like yep. it's they they have a history they, of just slamming and they beat them in the, and they beat them in the super the superdome yes they did with with Bobby Abear as their quarterback yes they did yes they did you're a man of of history dude man knows Scott, the stuff Scott we uh, I know you live in Bradenton but as the season approaches we get to bring you on and actually have you on with the pro equipment uh, we'd love to talk some more bucks with you and we plan on going some tailgates um, and we're gonna we're gonna seize the day with with the bucks all season long. Uh, so we, we'd love to Absolutely. hang out with you, uh, but yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll definitely have to come to come to uh, the tailgate that I'm part of. What the buck? Oh yes, um, yeah. We have a large, a large, large, large tailgate. Usually 500 to 600 people, but it's probably going to be more, a lot more this year, barring whatever happens. You know, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's always a good time. Well, let's, you guys, let's, are, let's, you guys let's, definitely have to come. Let's talk about that. You know. So it's it's week one of the NFL season. Uh, Scott, are you in your seats for this game? Um, I'm going to say yes because the NF because the NFL um, is about money right now. Right. And right now, right now they're going to they're going to chance it. They're going to chance it the best the best they can. I mean, there's some. Uh, see, the thing is, it's also with which is with each state. Like in Maryland, they're limiting the amount of people. They're limiting the amount of people that can be in a stadium. Um, same with same with California. Same with um, Missouri. And in New York, they're not allowing any sta- any fans in a, in a stadium. So the Buffalo Bills are going to have a hard time with their situation. The Jets and the Giants play in New Jersey, so they don't have any issues. Whereas uh, Florida doesn't have any, really have anything. So if there's no if. if if there's no restrictions um, for Florida, yes, they'll have fans. But I guarantee you the NFL is going to make people sign waivers and, and make them wear masks. Oh, yes. They will definitely have them sign waivers. There's really no doubt about that. If, if they have fans in the stadium, it's very much up in the air. But I, I, I like your point, especially in Florida. If there's any state that's going to allow it, and the NFL has been very clear, they're going to allow teams to dictate their own attendance, which is going to make for yeah. a very interesting season because you're talking about – New Jersey, you have the Bucks, or I'm sorry, you got the Giants and the Jets. That whole the whole Northeast could be playing without crowds. Whereas, meanwhile, the Dirty South is playing with full crowds. That could make for a really interesting league, where you have just basically silent stadiums in the Northeast, out West. Pretty much every California stadium you can pretty much expect to almost be empty. That's going to make for a really interesting league. And that kills the Buffalo yeah. Bills, yeah. like you said. The Buffalo the Bills Mafia. Yeah. I, I heard they were actually going to put restrictions on the tailgating as well. Mm. Almost stating that you couldn't tailgate up in the Northeast. Not in Florida, but Ooh. I've heard these different different types I, of rumors oh. coming out about the tailgating as well. <clears throat> I'll guarantee you they're going to they're gonna try their hardest. If, if, if a New York governor keeps putting those restrictions on, I guarantee you they're going to try their hardest 
to get the restrictions lifted in Toronto and maybe play their games in Toronto with fans. Ooh, Ooh that would be interesting. Wow. wow. Interesting. That would be interesting. I think because Toronto's right there. Oh, it's right across yeah. the it's right across the yeah. lake. So, so I did see that New York is having. Um, they're doing this thing where it's like a fourteen day quarantine for any person coming from Florida to New York, right? But they're going to make an exception for athletes. So like this is not is not going to affect baseball season because that would that would be the big thing. So they're going to provide an exception for the teams. So obviously that'll allow the Buffalo Bills to host games if they you know if they do decide to stay in Buffalo. But I do think it's interesting that. You know, obviously, they're not going to allow any fans from any Florida teams. I also saw that the Baltimore Ravens' expected fan attendance is fourteen thousand per game for the, for the season. Is what they're thinking. What are your thoughts on yeah. that, Brandon? Well, they could do that because of PSLs too. Yeah. So, yeah, Brand- the- Brandon, the Steelers fan, are you excited about the Ravens only having fourteen thousand fans at the game? I mean, there still be the fourteen thousand worst fans in the in, in the league, uh, but it, it makes it makes home field advantage that much that much more important. I mean, the teams will acclimate themselves as the season goes on. So, um, honestly, it's it's an interesting topic since, especially since we have some season ticket holders here on with us. But just give me sports. Like yeah. uh, that's that's really all I care about. Like let's let's play the damn thing. It was just Fourth of July. I ha- give me sports or give me death. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Fig- it figures. It figures. You know this is a, this would be a great time for Tampa Bay sports. The Rays are are looking like one of their best teams ever. World Series contenders. The, yeah. So then the lighting. We're gonna go deep in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Bucks get Tom Brady, and then what happens? Yeah. The shit show, the shit show that's happened since 2020, and then uh, we have to suffer through it. And if you and if you happen to be a Florida State fan, you also lost out on a Florida State basketball run in the March Madness. So, yep. Yes. Well, we almost yes, got absolutely. son of Florida State fan. So, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger hey, didn't kick alcohol. I, I like to not play. I like to, I like to see the Florida Florida schools all do good. No, he Scott. He truly is. And dude, you're you're a you're a high class individual. I I you know you. You did mention uh, Jameis Winston's obviously thirty famous, infamous thirty interceptions. But I will say this: when Jameis left, Scott stood up for the guy, one hundred percent. I saw I saw you post that one thing about the guy who had the jersey on that said like it was it was a jersey or something yeah. derogatory about Jameis and Jameis yeah, Winston. Yeah, the same on their backwards. Yes. It, oh my gosh. So so he posted the thing, and this this is a true story. A uh, guy came up with a jersey just mocking Jameis. One, still wanted an autograph. Jameis signed it, and and I, I like that. You know, even Class though move. even though you had your doubts about Jameis, you kind of saw the the character of the man that he was, and so I I appreciate that one hundred percent. It's the only formula where we lose Jameis, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Getting Tom Brady. If we yep. don't get Tom Brady, we have to go in on Jameis. I, I didn't yeah. want him to all day. Absolutely. Absolutely. A thousand percent. It'll be incredibly interesting to see what he does with Sean Payton. Sean Payton, for all of Bucks fans who don't like the Saints, you have to respect Sean Payton and what he's built in the NFL. And if Jameis can get with that, I'm telling you, who knows what will happen with him in the future. I I don't want to play him twice a year. Well, yeah, (laughs) and what a move with Breeze being, you know, the age that he is, bringing in, you know, someone like Winston as a backup. Man, this could be literally just – for a million what, what, bucks. What, what, what an amazing move if for, this does play out. For a million dollars. Cam Newton and Jameis Winston are on rosters for a million bucks. Obviously, it can it can go up a little bit from there with incentive, but 
the base salary. That's insane. Yeah, I, th- I think it's one thing that's interesting that you'll see about a lot of teams, have, how they value the quarterback position. So oftentimes, you know, they put a lot of it into the starter. But the smart teams that are contending are like, hey, we need to have a serviceable backup that can get the job done in case there's an injury. And we saw the Saints last year with Teddy Bridgewater. He came in and won four games. So the Saints are definitely going to put, uh, you know, an emphasis on having a good backup behind Drew Brees. Uh, I was I really wanted the Steelers to go sign Cam Newton really, really bad. You know, I think the totally Steelers were a ten, a 10 and 6, maybe an 11-5 team. If they're if they weren't quarterbacked by an aquatic bird, um, you know Duck Hodges was easily the worst quarterback I've ever seen. Aquatic bird, you, you think he's worse uh, than uh, Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph is a better quarterback than Duck Hodges. It's it's not really a question. Um, so I, I agree with you, what you guys are saying. The the emphasis on backup quarterbacks is is very very real, uh, and I was really disappointed in in my Pittsburgh Steelers to to not go out and snag the quality pool that was out there uh, this year. Not a big Duck Hodges fan, huh? No, dude stinks. <laughs> <laughs> do you like Do you like him more or less than Rudolph? Uh, again, I mean, I'm I can separate off field from on field. Uh, Mason is without a doubt a better quarterback than Duck Hodges. I don't know how Duck Hodges is in the league personally. He's an undrafted free agent from Sanford. The guy can't throw ten yards. Yeah, he literally can't throw the ball. He, he holds the record. He holds he holds like a rec, like pa, like passing records, and he was leading the country in passing uh, when his years at Samford, Actually, a lot so. of screens and a lot of slants. No, no, no. He could throw the ball. He's he would sling the ball like fifty times a game. So, yeah, a lot of yeah. And so did Colt Brennan. And uh, how does <laughs> NFL career go? How how so? How long, Colt Scott? Brennan. How how long does the does the Brady experiment go for? Um, I'm. He signed for two year deal. He will play. He will play here the whole two years. I'm going to say he's going to play here three years. I, I think like he'll. It. I think. I think he'll play. He'll sign for another another year, um, just because he's in tremendous shape and he's got that drive. Yeah, like, my question like, for Scott is: he's, what, he's is got drive like what, else? what is our record? What is our record this year, Scott? What is your prediction this, this, on that? This year, I'm going to say uh, twelve four. I like mm. it. I like it. I, like I love it. it, Scott. I was the only one to pick the uh, the Buccaneers uh, to to win that division. I, I said uh, twelve and four for the Bucks and eleven five for the Saints. I think I think it'll be a very close race all year. So uh, it's going to be very close. Like. Yep, it's going to be very close between the Saints and the Bucks. Absolutely agreed. I, I think and, they and open like and said, close with them, right, or something like that. They open with them well, and then we, we play them we late. Open, we, open, we open at New Orleans and then we play them late yeah. on um, at home. But uh, the the lack of the lack of turnovers is going to be the big difference. Yes, lack, like Brady, Brady, lack of turnovers, Brady, but also lack of downfield passing. Um, Brady, take, Brady taking care of the ball is it'll be a big it'll be the big difference. You think you think Mike Evans or Chris Godwin has the best better year? Um, I think they both will have a, a, a similar year from last year. Pick them, pick them, Scott. Who has a better year? Better year. Um, I'm gonna say Godwin just because Evans like will draw it. the yep. attention. Agree. Yep. yep. I, I think he has a better year because he plays in the slot, yep. and Brady loves the be- slot. Be- Brady, better possession receiver. Brady, Brady historically loves players like Godwin way more than he likes players like Evans because Evans is more of a downfield type, you know, pass way downfield and and just have him go up and get it. That's not really Brady's style. He's he's very much kind of a check down quarterback. He's mastered the check down. I mean, it's not even a knock. With a lot of guys like Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, it is, it is a knock. But with Brady, I don't think it is because he just takes the safe play, which is 
always every decision he makes is the right decision. It seems. Uh, so I think Godwin's going to be. I think Godwin's going to be his guy in fantasy. I'm targeting Godwin so early. Got him in my keeper here's league. A, here's a question for you. Um, Evans will draw the double team. Okay, so I like to go to a, a five receiver set, and all three tight ends are on the field at once, and Godwin, and Evans. Who's the other guy that'll get that'll get double teamed? Gronk. And who do you single? And who do you single team? Gronk. They're gonna single OJ. I think OJ yeah, probably yeah, stays into block in that well, situation. Gronk, Evans, yeah. both doubled. You got Howard there. You got Godwin there. You can't double them both. You got to pick one or the other. No. But this is the thing. With with Bruce Arians and his offenses, that's always traditionally five wide sets, empty back sets. But now we see a team loaded with tight ends with Bruce. It's going to be interesting. I think we're going to see some offensive sets that are extremely creative. We're going to see Gronk and O.J. Howard, maybe even O.J. motioning back into H-backs and then running patterns out of there, which Tom Brady loves, especially with the backs too, which Ronald Jones could capitalize this year as well. I've been watching him in the offseason. Young guy. I think he's only 22 right now. And he had a little breakout year, nothing crazy big, but hey, Tom Brady can be somebody who changes that, like a James White or somebody coming out of the backfield. It could be great. How many how many uh, running back carries does O.J. Howard have this year? Mm. Like you, like like they did with Aaron Hernandez. You know what I mean? I think he gets the ball a couple times just just for shits and giggles. I, no. say zero. I, actually, no. I, actually, I actually think Vita Vea gets more, more touches the, on, the, <laughs> on, the, on the goal line than like O.J. Howard does. Like the fridge. So we, we used to have a joke on this podcast, which is can we go an entire podcast without mentioning a man that we always mention? And I'm going to mention him here, Scott. I want to get your opinion on this. So speaking of Vita Vey, uh, you guys passed on an extremely notable player. Uh, and you know what? Sorry. Oh, shit. Sorry. Wait. It's the Newman Segway. <laughs> so speak, speaking, of, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking, of, speaking of Vita Vey, uh, let's talk about a guy that you guys passed on, which is Derwin James out in the Chargers. Yep. Um, how much would you love to have Derwin James? Because cause quite frankly, your biggest weakness, it's, there's really no secondary. question last year is your, was your secondary last yeah. year. What would Derwin James have added to this franchise over what they do? Do you have any regrets about that, that draft pick? No, I don't because at the time, at the time who, who the coach was, it would have been a waste of a waste of, uh, of talent for him because he wasn't in the, that, that style of defense that they were running at the time would not have been uh, excelled for Derwin. And um, I mean, right now he would be, he would be great in this defense under Bulls defense, this would be a perfect defense for him. But at the time, the defense they were running, I don't think he would have flourished in it like he is in San Diego. But Vita didn't but, flourish in that, that defense either. Yeah, he didn't have a great rookie season. He didn't season. even barely play. Yeah. But but we needed we needed, we needed needed people in the trenches. We had yeah. nobody in the trenches. Yeah, we sure. had to get somebody. And he had a calf had injury somebody. as well. Yeah. Calf injury. And, when, and, when we, and when we picked Vita Vea, I said he was going to be a slam dunk great player, and everybody kept badgering me saying oh he's a he's a boss blah 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 and i said just wait just wait and look what he's doing yep. yeah he's sure. turning he's, he's turning out to be one of the best defensive tackles in the league sure yep. sure he was the best defensive tackle in that draft class um by by a mm-hmm. big stretch 
but Derwin James had all pro talent from yes. day one. Absolutely. And if you look Absolutely. At, and if you look have foresight and you say, hey, we're not actually that good this year, so whoever we pick this year, regardless of who it is, whether it's Vita Vea or Derwin James, we're gonna suck. But next year, when we look at the draft class and it's loaded with five potential defensive tackles in the first round, yes. you wouldn't take the defense the all pro caliber safety and then grab another uh, like a defensive tackle next year, because that's what I would have done. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would have done the same thing. But the problem, like, again, the problem was the style of defense that they were running at the time. Derwin James wouldn't have excelled in it. So here we we talk about another name that we mention all too often on this podcast, and I have a feeling you're going to have a very political uh, response to this. But we all hate Matt Light. I I personally Jason Light Jason Light. We I personally think he's one of the worst GMs in the entire league. Um, not only not only do I think definitively you guys did in fact miss on the Vita Vey because even if Vita Vey turns out to be a good player Derwin James to me is a transcendent player so I think you missed on that draft pick I also think you guys miss another interesting opportunity which would make your team so dynamic at this point in Dalvin Cook drafting OJ Howard at the time yeah, seemed like the right answer it seemed like the right answer of course of course at the time, they didn't know that they were going to have Bruce Arians. They didn't really know any of this. So it is a lot no. of hindsight. But I think missing on the Dalvin Cook draft pick, which I think would have just made your guys' team electric. Um, he probably doesn't tear his ACL because he's not playing on turf. Like we're, we're talking about a whole different story. You guys probably still have Jameis Winston right now if you have if you have Dalvin Cook on your team. And, and if you still needed that tight end, you could have drafted this guy by the name of George Kittle like in the second it's or true. third round. Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. Sir. Yes, sir. But but how, we don't have James. How do you draft we don't Robert Aguayo in the second round too? If we don't have, if we don't have if we don't have Jason Light though, Bruce Arians doesn't come here. Exactly. He yeah. has to so take it. So it's a little a little hindsight right there. Yeah. And, sure. and I have to and I have to say the last two drafts that we've had have been great. They have been yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They really have been. Especially it's not like this year. I'm not going to say was great. Last year was was very good. Oh yeah. Yeah, especially in what we needed the most in our secondary. The young guys came on at the end of the season. If you look at Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy's Bunting, Mike Edwards, Evan White. Jordan Whitehead, dude, these are young studs. They man. all they came on good. Lie. Defense they, is looking they good. They went right into Todd's Bowl's defense as rookies like that and for second year players. I'm telling you, I'm excited for the defense. And one of the biggest steals for me, we were talking about Vita Vea, is re signing Sue. And you know he wants mm-hmm. to win a Super Bowl. And yeah. those two are a menace. And then Barrett coming Absolutely. off at linebacker and JPP. I'm telling you, it, we're, we're locked and loaded. I haven't been more excited for the Bucks in a long, long, long time. Shaq Barrett, what an addition, dude. Wow. He is just great yeah. signing. Great he signing. He's been a stud. Yeah. And getting, getting, back to the, getting back to the kill kicker thing with Roberto Aguayo. <laughs> yeah, they should have, they should have never uh, picked the kicker that high, period. That, I'm the biggest I have no idea. I mean, like, the I knew we were hurting for a kicker, but second because round, they what do you trade it up for him? They gave because, him another because, pick to get him that in the second is, round. That, actually, we weren't really hurting for a kicker because we yeah. had Connor Barth. We had Connor oh, Barth. Yeah. Uh, on, on so we really, weren't hurt, we really weren't hurting for him. He was just enamored because the guy – um, had great stats in college. And Scott, Scott, not just Aguayo. Now, Matt Gay. <laughs> another, <laughs> another high you round pick. To, yeah. You don't have to tell it, me this. I it, hate kickers. It, it's like yeah. running backs in the first round for me. 
I'm not taking a running back in the first round unless he is absolute freak of nature, Adrian Peterson. Saquon Barkley. That, I mean, yeah. that's that's the only exception. Because when you look at the history of it, too, you can get these good backs in the later yeah. rounds, the second, third, fourth round. And then kickers, we, how many You never need to draft a kicker. That's no. what never I mean. need it's, to. It's just insane. Second round. Hey, Scott, no, I got a question going, for you. Where, where did Wyo go to rugby. college? Oh, well. Florida State. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lou Groza yeah. award winner. I mean, he's I am going. I'm going to go to a rugby league and go find a kicker before I would before I would uh, in the draft like that. Dude, I mean, tell me about find, it. You can find some kickers in the rugby league. Yeah, most teams that draft kickers wind up cutting them, and then they sign another guy off the street that winds up outperforming him. That guy that they cut then goes on and has a better career at his second and third stop usually. Well, so the thing about kickers is that it's all in their head. And, and where it's is it? And where is Aguayo oh, now? And where is Aguayo now? Exactly. Second no, round I mean, wasted. The guy was I definitely mean, a head case that they couldn't really have, have estimated. Yeah. Was second round too early? Way too early. Way At too least early. three rounds that's, too early. I mean, that, that's got to be such a, 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 a I mean, head fuck for yourself. Do yeah. you have second I mean, round? I could, the pressure. Yeah. I could make a list of all the kickers we've had. That's the reason why I dislike him. I mean, Lawrence Tynes. Um, yep. Kent Chikazaro. Um, Folk. Nick yep. Folk. <laughs> Folk. You know, I, that's um, Canizaro. I gave I gave him the name of Kent Chikazaro. I like yeah. that. It's clever. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, he posts I mean, about he posts about him a lot. The list just goes on and on. Aguayo, um, and even Gay. I mean, he, he Gay has trouble in the south end zone. I don't know what it is. Kickers have one job. They have one freaking job. <laughs> you look at even especially Gay. And now you got me going with kickers because you know I don't mm-hmm. like them. Yeah. Fuck they, Especially, especially gay. He doesn't even do kickoff. He doesn't kick off the ball. All he does is field goals. He has one freaking job. He sits on the bench the whole game. He's only called in for doing field goals, and extra points. That's it. I, I think so I counted. I think I counted four games. If Matt Gay would have just made his kicks, the Bucks would have won. Yeah, four, four yes, games. Yes, With, yes. Take all of Jameis's interceptions into play. Four games yes. in which, if he'd have just made his kicks, they would have won those games. Lose thirty interceptions. Lose bad erratic kicking. Bucks would be in playoffs yeah. last year, no doubt. So there have no been doubt. cases throughout NFL history where drafting a kicker early actually has been very good. Like one, especially Janikowski. <laughs> the and, only one. I yeah, Janikowski, so, the only one. Well, Janikowski, but I was, I was actually going to say to on a rhyming scheme, Gustowski. So they, they they drafted yeah. Gustowski in the fourth round. Um, obviously, dude, Gustowski was fucking lights out for the Patriots. So Bill Belichick found him. Uh, obviously saw a lot in that guy. You dropped a guy, a kicker in the fourth round. That's high praise. You dropped him in the second round, though. You're fucking dumb. That's too much. That's too much. I would like, I would too much. Like uh, Marky Gramatica went in the third round. Was he? I, Interesting. I, probably I, I don't, something. I don't, I don't know recall. That. I don't recall. And, and he so, was great. I believe he was. So, so question for you, Scott. Was. Question for you, Scott. Do you know what college yeah. that Sebastian Janikowski went to? Oh my god! Yeah, FSU. Oh, this son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean FSU cranks out kickers. So, like you, so you had the you had the, you had the best of both worlds. You had Janikowski, who was great, and you had Aguayo, who sucked. So, <laughs> but they both won. They both won the the kicking award in college. So, yeah. Well, one, one I would one I would be proud of. The other one I uh, wouldn't be saying anything about. Well, one well, there was a there was a year where Flor, uh, Florida State had four of the thirty two kickers on their on NFL rosters were were from Florida State. Yep. So Graham Gano, um, Dustin Hopkins, yep, Hopkins Jack, with Jan the golden Kelsey shoe. Yep. Yep. All these guys we actually grew up watching. I saw uh, Graham Gano one time at a Chick Fil A just fucking wasted. Um, I, Florida great, State, great dude. Florida, he is a good dude. He, he actually is a really good dude. Uh, 
Florida State does have a rich tradition of kickers. I think you guys just got super unlucky with with uh, Aguayo because was he yeah. was he probably the greatest college kicker of all time? Hands yes. down, hands definitively down. yes. He is the yeah, greatest. If you go, he had the greatest you go season and, out of any you kicker. And, you go back and watch his kicks, though. Yeah, uh, in in college, a lot of them. What they do is they hook out and then hook back in. Okay, in the NFL, you can't do that, right? Yeah, because it's wider. Yeah, the film. Yeah. The film doesn't lie. Yep, we, we saw the proof was in the pudding. But man, Aguayo was so automatic in college. Like I've never seen a more electric kicker in, on the college level ever. I, I, I think just with the the second round tag, that was just too much pressure. Yeah. Like there was too much pressure. I think it was a losing Bucks team, and it was just too much. You know confidence in him and I, I i think it got to the head unfortunately you know the sad thing is is, is during the 80s when the, when the bucks had bad teams they had good kickers we had <laughs> donald igway week way we had michael houston they were money and here we are in the in the in the uh in the 2020s i, I remember houston in the mid 90s i remember houston yeah. in the mid 90s yeah at, at he was late 80, late 80s early 90s and then grammatica uh, succeeded him right i think um, I believe he did. All right, I believe well, he did. So, Scott, we're going to move past the Bucks now. Um, if you want to stay on, you're more than welcome to. Uh, but I, I understand if you got to go. But we're we're gonna we're gonna move to some other topics, and we we'd love you to join us. But it's it's completely up to you. Uh, I could stay on for ten minutes. Cool, man. Cool. Right well, on. dude, just just sign off whenever you're comfortable. So, another huge story in the headlines this week. Um which I find just so interesting. And speaking of the Bucks, uh, Deshaun Jackson. What uh, the it, fuck? It, it, I've, I, I've never seen really... I mean, the guy's an idiot. I, for, go, going, back, going back to his rookie year, I think it was rookie year when he fumbled on the one-yard line in the Cowboys game. I'm, I'm almost positive it was his rookie year. Came on this electric force. The guy's always kind of been an idiot. So this, this week in the headlines, we have Deshaun Jats, Jackson posting an Instagram post about, well, what we found out since was a Hitler quote, was not actually a Hitler quote, in fact, but posted it as if he thought it was an Instagram, or as if he thought it was an actual quote from Adolf Hitler, thinking that was a good way to, what what did he say? Uplift African-Americans? Um I have not seen a bonehead thing like this in quite some time. Like, what the hell was Deshaun Jackson thinking? Dude, the Eagles can't seem to stay out of these kind of PR nightmares. They They've can't. had a litany of them over the past. I mean, we can go down a rabbit hole with that. But to me, it's it's a PR nightmare. And, and sadly enough, I think we see Deshaun Jackson cut here coming up soon what, enough. What, Agreed. what the Agreed. hell was the guy thinking? Like, at what under what context would it be appropriate to – post anything about Adolf Hitler, especially if your intent of that post is to uplift African-Americans in this country. Like, my God, how out of touch was that? Just... He wasn't thinking. Nonsense. No, it's awful. Does he think is the question. Poor poor (laughs) taste. Poor taste. What is worse is Steven Jackson coming in defending him. Yeah, what is that? Deshaun Jackson came out and he realized he made a bonehead move. I mean, it it was just dumb and and he at least has, has apologized Apologize immediately. Sense, yep. I'm going to quote. But then Steven Jackson comes and supports that. Like, how does that go through your mind that, like, even seeing that backlash, then defending that? Like, 
that's that's doubling down on stupidity like I've never seen before. There, there's yeah. no making sense of it. And I'll quote the great Herm Edwards when he says to all athletes, don't press send. Yes. What are you doing? Don't press send. Don't Stop. press send. Dude, but these get- guys are bored out of their minds right now. These guys don't have – they have nothing to do. How are they, how are they going to get content out going? How are they going to get attention? And some people, they post the wrong things. They think they're pushing a message out and – well, Unfortunately, it, he pressed send. And, and, you know, that's another thing with social media, too, is, you know, you can try to convey a message and without the actual body language, you know, being involved with a, a conversation with, you know, whoever. Sure. But fucking Hitler? What are yeah. you thinking? You can't you even doing, defend dude? that. Like, what are you there's, doing? There, there's no out of context fucking messaging there. Like. What in the world are you thinking? And, and we're going to go in circles about it because it, it's not going to make sense. It, it really isn't. It's so, an unfortunate incident for the guy that he posted that. And in today's culture, I mean, come on, let's be honest. It's cancel culture. I yeah. mean, dude, they're, they're coming for you. And, and I don't see him playing on an NFL team. PR nightmares are, are out of it for the NFL. People so, are not signing those teams. That's why, and I know we're going to touch a little on it later, but why Kaepernick wasn't getting signed to teams because it was a PR nightmare for people and conflicting with funding that the nfl gets whether it be from the via military or anybody else and and that's advertisers a big problem. there's all kind I mean, of guys that can run routes and that run four four forties and especially guys that aren't 31 or 32 yeah, i think right. Deshaun's on the yeah. tail end of their career the wrong time to speak up so so disciplinary action coming from the eagles what what sort of action do they take against Deshaun jackson is he either is gets he, cut or, or is a team su- imposed self, uh, it, suspension for sure? Is he suspended or is he just going to be cut and released? He's in his second year. He's supposed to make what six point two million, four point eight this year. Plus, he already got a two million dollar uh, roster bonus uh, early in, in so March. So, se- second year in a th- three year contract. Do they do they keep him? Do they suspend him? Do they, they release need him. his ass? They need them. Oh, they're, yeah. they're in short supply on wide receivers. So it's going to be an interesting choice for them because by far the number one need for the Eagles last year that they never fulfilled because because Deshaun Jackson can't play on the, can't stay on the field yeah. his whole career. The, guy, the guy's been this guy who he is electric when he's on the field, but, man, when he's not on the field, which is a lot of the time, I mean, the guy has these weird injuries last year. God, he stayed on my fantasy team and took up a roster spot for way too long. I mean, his best years were with Michael Vick. When Vick came back in the NFL, I, I mean, that's when Deshaun Jackson had his best times there. Oh, yes. It, it seemed like with the mobile quarterback that was getting out, and that was the promise with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is more of a mobile, big quarterback, but he can still get outside the pocket and hit you on those big, deep plays. And that was the thought. And you thought you had it with Algalore as well, but that's a huge disappointment all in all. I mean, that's talk about a bust. But, Drop city, Algalore, But man. again, with a veteran like this and this kind of PR move, I, I, I don't even think the Eagles get the choice. I think Roger Goodell even imposes some type of suspension. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking at least three, four games, if not release. I, I think four games is, is, is a pretty reasonable call on the suspension. Here's the thing. So if the Eagles have some sort of out due to him saying this, posting this, where they can just walk away from his contract and, and release him without having to pay him any money due to, like, contract debt to men, whatever, um, they're going to do it. There, there's no way that they wouldn't to wash their hands of the situation. Totally. Um, if they can't because the union fights them, then I think we'll see more of a, a suspension type situation. And going back to one of the incidents that the that they had last year involving a racial thing, uh, not last year, a few years ago with the Riley Cooper incident, I think Riley was suspended for four games. So to suspend him for less than four games would be kind of like, hey, uh, you know, what, yeah. what's the deal here? Yeah. 
Yep, and we actually went to high school with uh, Riley, and uh, yeah. Good. Say I didn't see that coming is <laughs> everybody saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. But so Deshaun Jackson, um, obviously just, just an absolute train wreck. It's it's been a huge story this week. Um it's it really just speaks to exactly like you guys said. Don't fucking send. Almost every player should have a PR person in place where they can't send an Instagram post, they can't send a Twitter post Without until approval. this PR person approves it and geez. No case do I see that better than this. He, I, he was probably sitting around, you know, probably not doing much um, up in Philly, where it's still very much locked down. And he probably was was kind of jonesing to make a statement. He made the worst statement he could have possibly made. Hey, so what Scott, he said was he he saw it and shared it. That, that, that's what he said. Like right. he, he 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 didn't he didn't come up with this. He he shared it. But Scott, um, what's your what's your favorite Hitler quote? <laughs> no, well, Scott, what's your what's your take on it? What's your take on the situation? I'm, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna quote someone who killed six million Jews. First of all, <laughs> for now, sure. that, that right there, he should be he should be doing his history lessons before. Uh, um, uh, before uh, eleven eleven like million that. people by the time that it's all said and done, six million Jews, five million gypsies, Polish. Yeah. We, we don't need to get into like, all of just that. Read yeah. I'm sorry. I'm we sorry. all know. We all know. Like literally, we were talking about rape for the podcast. He's literally the worst person in history. <laughs> what so, like, are you yeah. thinking? If you had to point point to the worst person in in all of human history, I'm not talking about American history, just human history. He's the worst. What the fuck were you thinking? In the, the I see I see four game suspension for him yes. and, and probably and probably counseling, um, but. I don't see them cutting them because they they need they need the talent. They, they do need them. Uh, well, and they I issued a statement. Need the Eagles came out and issued a statement too, and it, it seems like they were backing him up. Hey, he's apologized, yada yada yada, uh, so on and so forth. But they're definitely getting his back. They're trying to keep him on the team. But I don't, again, my, my thing, my thing in the NFL, the talent will over supersede anything. Mm-hmm. If you if you have a player like um, like Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady that says something stupid like that. Um, is that team going to cut them? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, but Patrick Mahomes goes, and Tom Brady would never but say that something that stupid. Oh, I know they would, but I'm just saying talent like that yeah. over, uh, over supersedes anything. And to be honest, when he was on the field last year, he was electric. Yes. He, he had great games, the games he was in. He had a weird uh, abdominal injury the entire season. That kind of mm-hmm. kept him out. But, yeah, man, just ooh, so disappointing. But it yeah. goes back to my point of being – at the tail end of your career, you've got a pretty large contract, and this is the PR nightmare. That's I think that's going to be the biggest thing at the end, I mean, at, at, for real. And then we talked earlier about the Chiefs and maybe what they have with their wide receivers. Could there be moves within the division? Can people trade to get that in there? I don't know, but that, there's got to be different options for the Eagles, uh, especially when I think this is going to be a media nightmare coming down on top of them. This is only the beginning, in my opinion. They did draft multiple wide receivers in the draft, just for what it's worth, They're including first-round pick Jalen Rager. So, Yep. Yep. All right. So moving on uh, from the Eagles, a former Eagle um, by the name of Raheem Mostert, who set the NFL record for most rushing yards in a playoff game. It's uh, a Newman segway. <laughs> has decided that he, he no longer wants to be on the 49ers and has requested a trade. Most of it's money related. Um, what are your thoughts on Raheem Mostert and where's a good potential landing spot if he does get traded? And I think this just goes back to what we were talking about. It, running backs aren't going to be paid. Uh, and and it, it seems like nope. the running back, the current running back class isn't getting it. 
I mean, it just it, it isn't resonating. You're, you're seeing these threats of holdouts. You're you're seeing requests for trades. Um, it's it's silly. I mean, literally, they just traded away Breda. Um, so his really his only competition is Tevin Coleman, uh, who I love being a fellow Hoosier. Uh, but he, Kevin Coleman can't stay healthy. He's never played a full season in his career. So mm-hmm. uh, Mostert can play for a team coming off a Super Bowl, being the number one guy, and he's trade requesting for more money that no running backs are getting. Well, well he's, um, he's been around the moved. league. He's been around the league and jumped around. This is his one big year. Nineteen, seven or nine. So many different like teams where he's been yeah. cut, and this was his one big year. So where's the consistency? Where is it where he's got the bartering chip? He just doesn't have. He's got two years left on his deal. I, I think and it's I an see, opportunity yeah. thing, though, right? So you, that would be my argument. When has he ever gotten an opportunity to get the carries? And we've seen what he can do now. But this is a situation where, for a running back, it's very running back friendly. Kyle Shanahan will figure out. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be Reem Mostert. He'll figure out a way to put whoever is in, in the backfield in a successful position. Agreed? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so so potential landing spots if he were to get traded. The Bucks, maybe? What if he was go- to go to the Bucks? I think that would be a great fit for the Bucks. It would help them out a lot because he can do both catch the ball out of the backfield and he's an explosive running back. And they're kind of lacking in that area. So not not a, not a fan of Ronald Jones? We're, well, we're looking for <laughs> every problem, problem is the guy wants a big payday and the Bucks are right there at the limit. Um, they, won't, they wouldn't be able to afford him because yeah, of the salary yeah. cap. And I don't think he fits the mold, anyways. We're not. No, he we're, we're looking. For, we're looking for a, a th- every down back, a three down back. Some people don't think Ronald Jones can be that. That's the skepticism and why people are saying, "Hey, we need to get another running back in the roster. Uh, we got to get somewhere." Because uh, where did Peyton Barber go, Scott? I, I'm Washington. Washington. So Peyton yeah. was at least that in between thudding back. You could put him up the middle and, and kind of be able to help, use him up the gut to be able to uh, set it up for I, the outside. Uh, or the honestly, counter. I think Mostert in Baltimore. Would be a solid. Yeah, I can see. That. I can see. Now, drafted J.K. Well, Dobbins. So yeah. okay, so yeah, J.K. Dobbins agreed. Uh, I was thinking, you know, behind Mark Ingram, above Gus Edwards, I think Mostert fits in very well there. I think they, you know, obviously have the Arizona. Team. They just mm. got rid of David Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Arizona might not might not be a bad play either. How many trades you see within conference though? I mean, that's pretty rare. Within division, yeah, in yeah. division, division, yeah, division. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, would be surprised if he gets traded. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think back. he would get traded. I just think it's interesting yeah. to like, con, you know, figure what would be a good spot I, if the, if there is one. I, I think he obviously plays the twenty twenty season for the 49ers. <laughs> exactly, but but as a Bucks fan too, with John Lynch as the, as the GM and what he's done over there, I mean, I'd be interested to see him getting to sit down with Raheem Mozart with this just now coming out in the news and if they can figure something out. Because mm-hmm. I mean, again, he's two years on his on his contract. He's in a good position to win a Super Bowl, and he he's got some depth behind him. When you talk about Tevin Coleman, he's he's injury prone. He does come off the field a ton, uh, even though he's an explosive player. And Raheem Mozart, with his proven stats from last year, I think his touches increase anyways. I don't know why he's bringing this up when it comes to the cash. I, like I know that. why, because he's been around the league for seven seven teams. He's been in the league for multiple years, and he's never really gotten a payday. This is his yeah. one opportunity yeah. to, to capitalize and potentially get a payday. I don't it's, blame him. It's definitely, I don't blame him. It's, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? It's definitely worth making a stink about it if you're Raheem Mostert. And so I think it's a good decision on his part to, to do that. Agreed. They're probably going to tell him, tell him, uh, show me another year, and then we'll talk. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, I, I, I mean, see that for sure. Uh, if I'm if I'm for the 49ers, that's absolutely my strategy. But um, but yeah, it, for him, I understand him asking for the trade. 
but I just don't see the cards in his hand. I don't I don't think he's got the bartering chips. And like you said, he's going to make a fuss, which any agent right now is going to do that. I mean, you're seeing that right now. A lot of players raising a stink, especially in public or via social media, to get attention and draw it to them because mm-hmm. everybody's trying to control their own narrative now. And it used to be only controlled yeah. by the organizations. And social media has opened it up to the athletes for them to help control their own narratives and get themselves I think- paid. I think the only running back right now that could probably hold out and 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 uh, maybe get it would be Saquon Barkley. Um, other than that, I don't see any running back and, right and, now. And he actually can't even sign a new deal because he hasn't completed his third year in the league. Yes, but I mean, if if we're if we're talking about someone who could hold who could hold who could hold out to get more money when it's, when the time comes, um, it would be him. Other than that, I don't see any running back that has that leverage. No, yeah, we're, I, we're going down that road too. I mean, what what was it? Todd Gurley, we saw that too. He he didn't get signed to a big deal from the Rams. They let him walk. Well, and no, he, got he, he did get a big deal he from the Rams, from, and then eventually got cut, released. But but what, my point: Melvin Gordon had to help hold out last year. Zeke had threatened hold out. Le'Veon Bell sat out a full year. My point: running backs with way better track records, way more. Uh, bartering chips to be able to hold out and do those kind of things. I, I just don't see it for Reem Mozart. The track no. record's not good. It's not good track record. Nope. So, so speaking of guys who take advantage of social media to you know pump themselves up and and bring bring alert to other causes, Colin Kaepernick was in the news uh, this week and he signed a big deal with ESPN so that ESPN could you know do multiple different uh, television programs and stuff, including a documentary in which they're going to cover at least five years of his life. Um, and he's actually got an interesting story because I believe he was raised by, um, by he, was an, he was an adopted child. So, um, I mean, what are your thoughts on Colin Kaepernick in terms of signing this big deal with ESPN? Is this a good move for ESPN? And, uh, you know, what are you, what are you hoping to see out of it? It's the Newman Segway. Segway. Well, f- well, first off, don't mind the cicadas. Like we said, we were outside smoking some cigars, so <laughs> wow. we got some background noise yeah. out here. Yeah, cicadas just kicked it up a notch. Yeah, we didn't, did. we did not expect that. And so, minus the back noise there, but <laughs> I, I think for any media company, it's about ratings. It's about drawing viewership, and Colin Kaepernick's going to bring that. So, is it a smart move for ESPN? One hundred percent, I believe that to be the case. Just like it was for Nike. Nike made their stand as well giving Colin Kaepernick that big deal, and it ended up paying off for them. And whether you want to, I mean bring politics out of it it's about media it's about what their job is and it's to put viewers on their stations on their websites getting clicks getting traffic and colin kaepernick's going to do that for you oh yeah no, you, you hit the nail on the head there uh kurt it's uh it's, it's a brilliant move uh by by espn disney um to to be able to do it um it, it's a story i'm interested in in hearing and um there's enough there's enough bad stuff out there um, that, you know, this, this stuff is, uh, definitely has my attention. Um, you know, I can only watch so much Tiger King, you know, I can't get enough Tiger King, bring it back, <laughs> bring it back. Season two, baby. Season two. <laughs> Inside the prison. <laughs> Although I, I will say you guys have watched it, those, uh, ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries, haven't you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The one you have to see, probably the best one I've watched, was the Ric Flair one. Yes. Woo! So, very good. Very good. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah, it was very good. Oh, I mean, the, dude, the, was, the last dance was must-see TV. I, I wish Pilot was here. 
Oh, the last dance was awesome. It was awesome too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think that's what ESPN's kind of hoping for out of some Kaepernick documentary. Last Dance level, at least notoriety, if not quality. So, yeah. Scott, I saw another post that you made. Um, apparently, you're part Native American. Is that correct? Yes, I am. So, uh, Scott came out and said uh, it's about time, you know, the Redskins change their name, which I agree. Um, I am also uh, very, very small amounts of Native American, so I don't, I don't really feel it personally but um scott it seems like you're much more uh of that heritage than than i am um Red my Skin, grandfather was my grandfather was full-blooded uh, seminal indian wow so yes you are so give, give us your thoughts on the redskin situation uh and, and do you have a favorite for their uh name change well first of all the name redskins should have never even been used because if you do this research on it they were actually called the boston braves um, before they moved him to Washington, and then the, the the owner of the team, when he moved him to Washington, changed the name to the Redskins because he said there was a lead, because he didn't want to have confusion with the baseball team number one, and he said that there was a there was a coach on the team that was Native American. And later, find out that he wasn't Native American, and so they just they just uh, kept the name. But if they had done research um, through the years, what how what the term Redskin is described? It's a derogatory statement from when, you know, they would put out bulletins. You get uh, $250 for each Redskin kill on the, uh, on the, oh old, on the old, fly, old, old flyers in the Old West. That's what it would say. You get $250 for each Redskin kill. Well, and I so, never knew that. That is terrible. Fucking disgusting. Yeah. If you, go on my, if you go on my Facebook page and you, sh- and you search, there's, a, there's two things I posted, and it shows those old, old flyers of them describing that. Now, the Redskin logo is, I don't have a problem with it. That's actually a Native American's image uh, from, a, from a real-life Native American that is put on the helmet. So the, the image is, is great. The name is horrible. And what I think they should do is call themselves the Warriors and keep everything the same. Redskin like, Warriors. I love that. I like the I Warriors. Love that. That's I a do, great name. For sure. Great but, name. So we were also we wanted to talk about the Cleveland Washington Warriors. That's all these awesome. other teams are also going to have to change their names. The the Cleveland Indians, by the way, they 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 made this call uh, years ago. They said they were going to change their name, and it sounds like they actually are. Um, but we actually have some Vegas odds for the top names for the Cleveland Indians. What what do you guys like the best? So we'll, we'll, let's start right, right from the top. So we got the Spiders at 3-1. to one. So, so they actually used to be called the, the Cleveland Spiders, but they were very, very bad back in, like, the late 1800s. Do you know the his, what, what's the history behind that? Like, why do they want to be called the, the Spiders? Uh, uh, the reason that they would shift to it now is to, to ode to history, where they were previously called the Cleveland Spiders. I don't remember the, the background on why they were the, the Spiders at that point in time, though. Um, but just some other ones that they have here. So the Spiders are at 3-1. to one. The others that they have here, the Naps at 4-1, to one, Guardians at 5-1, to one, Buckeyes at 6-1, to one, Doby, Dobies at 7-1, to one, Wild Things at 8-1, to one, Blue Sox at 9-1. to one. Do we need a Red Sox, White Sox, and Blue Sox? I mean, I, I don't no, know. They, no, they, no. They, were, they were Buckeyes. We don't want another Buckeyes. <laughs> Too many socks. Here's my winner. How about the Rocks? 10-1. to one. Cleveland Rocks, right? It's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think that would be a good fit. 
I, I'm, That'd I'm, be good. That's good, but I'm going with the old classic. Talking about major league, the wild things, man. When I think, yes, when I think about, like yes. that's that's for me one of my favorite movies, and I, I think it resonates so with the Cleveland town and the Cleveland fan base. I just think that that would be my favorite. Eight to one is pretty good odds. That- yeah, that's my vote as well. And what they could do, they could have Jobu as their mascot. Could they make it Charlie Sheen? I mean, he's drawing a little bit of flack here. Hey, let's put some tiger blood in it. Come on. Come on, come on. Yeah, man. Let's get some Charlie Sheen in this bitch. The name change, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, whether it's Deshaun Jackson, anything else. I mean, these franchises, people are going to be forced to make these changes. And and as much as a backlash people get or pushback of not changing their name, I, I think people are missing out on the apparel change, the amount of money you can get from the new sales on that. I think there is money to be made, and it will come in due time. It, it, it's definitely going to come in due time. And when we were talking, Scott, about uh, the Washington Redskins, I know we didn't get into some of the better names there as well. I wanted to kind of get back in. I know you said Warriors, but what some of the other guys wanted to say about some of the names. You know, I thought the Washington Red Tails was a cool name, and I came from Dwayne Haskins, their, their soon-to-be quarterback. Or also, don't they have the fan base, the guys that dress in the pig faces and the dresses yes, yes. to call them the Washington Pigskins? The, I mean, the hogs, yes. the hog just, mollies. I, yes. I like the pigskins, the representation of the football and everything else. I like else, that. I like what, that. What, what was your favorite meme that we made, though? Because <laughs> if you haven't seen it, we made a series of Redskins-themed memes for potential name changes. What was your favorite? As just a comical fucking standpoint, the Washington Karens. That is just so <laughs> topical for me right now. Just or the the Washington offended like that is just hilarious to me. The Karens, I I, I just I had a great time with that. I, I thought that was I thought that was golden. So have you have you guys seen the movie The Replacements? Well, of course, Shane Falco. Come on, yeah, now. That's, that's the Washington like, Sentinels. Like, the Washington Sentinels like, are right there for you. <laughs> that's, like, that's like asking if you guys have seen Dodgeball. Uh, yes, for yes, sure. Yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Which uh, to answer your question, you, you, Scott, <laughs> uh, the w- White Goodman is going to make a comeback. It's going to be very soon. Uh, he's going to be all in on the Bucks, um, yes, and so that yes. that's where we're going to take that character. Yes. yes. But. Scott, while you're on the air, we we got some fan mail this week that I want to read. Um, and we, we got a lot of fan mail here. Um, some good, some bad. I'll, I'll leave it in your guys' court uh, where you think this falls. But uh, so th- th- this comes from, we, we actually have a very big international following. And uh, so this fan mail actually comes to us from China. And it reads, China. Dear sports memes. Uh, that's not our name, but um, Okay. Uh, This is Dan, but you can call me Dan. I write from China. I follow a page, but I know get. Why you posts about fat man that look like bear, but with long lady hair so much? Who is sad man with crying eyes that is child of Belichick, Bill? Who is scary man on podcast that correct things too much and breathe too hard? Why breathe so hard? Does he know he breathes so hard? I like the Brandon one. I like he say so much, but say not so much. I hate whole page more than anything in life or death or gays. I follow you guys for life. Yours always, Dan. 
Oh my Lanta, we love Dan. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> so Dan, Dan's D- our next guest. Yep. Holy shit, this was an actual real fan mail. We, we, Thank we, you, Dan, for uh, mailing us. We would love to answer your thoughts. Thank you, Dan, so much for for reaching out. Um, our response to you is: uh, Who is Scary Man in podcasts that crack things too much? His name is Newman. It's the Newman Segway. Uh, why he breathes so hard, I don't really know. Um, you can always back away from the microphone when you breathe, but uh, he chooses not to do that. Uh, I like the Brandon one. He say much, but n- not say so much at all. Brandon, uh, one of my favorite quotes from this podcast that you had was, uh, every horror movie has an origin story. <laughs> you want to finish it? <laughs> Every no, horror movie I'll give you the pleasure. is Barry Sanders the origin story for the Madden Curse? I think maybe. Oh my god, <laughs> Brad! I'm waiting for you to run for Congress or the, the perfect politician, saying everything without saying anything yeah. at all. It is a specialty. It, 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 you, everyone's born with a skill. Mine's mine's to say a lot of words and not say anything. I'm really good at that. That's why I'm in sales. Have Have you seen Joey Chestnut's skill? Ooh. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> it's the Newman Segway. Yes. <laughs> Biggest sporting yes. event of the weekend. The hot dog eating contest. Newman's blushing right now. Jo- jo- Joey Chestnut breaks his own record of 75 hot dogs. So, so I didn't even know this. I, I followed this closer than I ever have. 75 hot dogs. That's the hot dog and the bun. I actually didn't know it was the bun as well. Um, I just thought they were slamming some hot dogs down their gullets. Wow. Uh, turns wow. out they're actually fucking eating the buns too. Like, so they dip it in water. They they put it in their mouth. Um, by the way, the 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 female also broke the world record, not getting nearly as much coverage. Um, not my cro- not my proudest flat fat, but I certainly did uh take uh, all liberties with that video. Uh, just shoving hot dogs down her throat oh to beat. The world record, so ripping him right down the gullet. Scott, you're a dad. Um, your your <laughs> your your daughter wins the world record for a hot dog eating contest. How proud are you right now? I'm not. <laughs> uh, thank you, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. What a weird event. It got more coverage this year. How the heck do you get? How many hot dogs down you without oh, getting? Sick? Oh my god! I feel Please. so bad for the toilet the yes. next day. The next Have day. Have you guys seen the Thirty for Thirty uh, on Joey Chestnut? No, <laughs> I didn't it, know it, there it was, was a Thirty for Thirty on Joey was. Chestnut. That's amazing. Yeah, there was he like he does this weird breathing oh my thing. God. Like that's how he does it. Like he actually like he has this whole breathing routine. Like it's kind of like athletes work out, right? Wow. He works out his stomach the way he breathes. Like when you see him like doing that hunch thing. That's because he's like expanding his stomach right before he plays. It's essentially like like warming up, doing calisthenics. Like when you see him doing that, like it's fascinating because he he truly he trains it. It's a gross as hell thirty for thirty, but it, it's pretty fascinating. Seems like Brandon's been in the film room studying yes. slow mo- slow motion. <laughs> Brandon, are you gonna go pro or what? That. But, but then, no. look, forget the hot dog eating contest stuff. I want to see him and Kobayashi get into a boxing ring or an MMA <laughs> yes. octagon. That's what I want to yeah, see. Yeah, because the Kobayashi um, uh, uh, rivalry between him and Joey Chestnut, woo, oh, Joey, must see TV. Better, he blew him out of the better, water. Better, better, better yet, have a hot dog eating contest 
then getting to a boxing ring. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. dude, that'd be awesome. Oh god, that is in the winner. The winner is the person that doesn't puke. That's a Howard Stern episode. I've always wondered. Do you think right after that they puke that out? Because holy shit, oh, how many definitely? Oh, how many pounds of fucking hot dogs are they consuming? That's just gross. Forty-five hot dogs. So that that was seventy-five. No, the female world record was forty-five. So. God bless them. There, there's a dad out there, some, some, somewhere that's trying to be proud. Yeah. Really not proud though. <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah, was that's that kind one, of an embarrassing moment. That was Joey Chestnut's third world championship for the Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest, mm-hmm. and this will set up Newman trivia for the week. Mm. <laughs> It's the Newman Segway. Yes. <laughs> so let's hear it. So Scott, you're being a part of the trivia. We've never gotten these, by the way. Who has the most world championships for each of the four major American sports? What player? Russell. Uh, yes, Bill Russell is one for Bill, basketball yep. with eleven. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Tom Brady. So, so Tom all- Brady is is the correct answer for football with six Super Bowl championships. We got basketball. We got football. It was Mario before before Brady. Before Brady, it was Charles Haley. Yes, it was. You are correct with that. Charles Haley had five. Nice. Um, Scott and, knows what he's talking about. I so, like Scott. So a baseball guess, anyone? Scott's a uh, Babe Ruth. But I don't no, know. Uh, Yogi Berra is the correct answer. Okay. Okay. Ten. And then uh, hockey, you guys are never going to get, so I'm just going to give it to you. Unless Brandon wants to chime in. Brandon, one one guess. Probably, still, probably someone on the Canadians back yes, in the day. You, you are correct. Canadian. Wow, dude. <laughs> Scott's a fucking man. Henri Richard. Woo! Right. Dude, Scott, right. you crushed right. Newman trivia, man. Yes. With eleven with eleven champion Stanley Cup championships. Dude, Scott, Scotty boy. Mont- Montreal Canadiens. Scott Cup. killed it, man. Good job, Scott. Killing it. Yeah, we, the, Newman, our 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 uh, history with Newman trivia has not been positive. So <laughs> you just you just got more during this trivia than all of us have gotten combined. For real though. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, love it. Well, we're talking about a segue of eliminating things and dousing hot dogs and getting rid of stuff. Uh, it's a Newman segue. <laughs> what you got? What you got, Kurt? Well, I mean, what we're talking about is Stanford and eliminating eleven sports yes. after this year. Mm. Yes. And, and where does college sports stand in general in the right. era of COVID nineteen? And and if the schools are going to keep these things around? I mean, you got stuff from. Uh, men's and women's fencing, field yeah. hockey, yeah, light pretty much rowing. pretty much all the sports that don't make any money got yep. eliminated. Yeah. And so the Ivy League actually came out and said, "Hey, we're just going to eliminate all fall sports this year." They're, and like Brandon had mentioned, uh, they were the first team to or the first uh, conference to eliminate the basketball tournament. So they were the first ones. They're like, "We're just not going to have it at the beginning of this whole thing." So and now they're just like, "Hey, we're not going to have any fall sports." They're not. They're not supposed to have many player, many people on campus either, right? And none of them are reducing their tuitions that I'm aware of. So, not one of them. Har- Harvard is actually going to all online classes, and the tuition is still forty nine thousand and five hundred dollars. Fucking crazy, oh, man! A semester or a year? A semester. What? A semester. And that's Scott not even Christ. getting to go to the campus, get to the face to face with the professors, anything. And it, no football games. None. That's <laughs> Jeez, and and I think the schools have the first more... school. It's not going to be the first school. Um, when uh, when all COVID happened, UConn and um, Xavier uh, both dropped their baseball and softball teams. Um, th- this is going to be become the norm. I know Stanford isn't really eliminating any 
uh, revenue sports. Um, but yeah, no, I think this, this is the, this is the first domino of, of many. Uh, and I think we, at least everyone on, on the sports memory podcast are kind of in agreement that uh, college sports are uh, not a strong chance of, of happening at least here in the fall. Well, so, it's liability uh, for the schools. It's, it's yeah. different when you're talking about professional sports and what they're able to do and, and also the funding that they have and to put all the student athletes. We can't put student <laughs> athletes Scott, in do danger. You, do you go to a lot of UF games? Um, I haven't been in a, I haven't been in a while. Um, I used to, I used to have been, I haven't been in a while though. Cause it's, it's too much when you got to go to the a Bucks game the next day from the, from the university of Florida game. And I'm part of that. I'm part of the, uh, a huge tailgate. So I usually have at a one o'clock game. I usually have to get there. Um, usually there at seven thirty, getting helping, getting everything going. And there's people that are there, there hours before me getting the stuff set up. So, I mean, our, that's a long day. So that's the only reason why I don't end up going to a lot of, uh, a lot of college games. Well, what do you think about college sports? Like, do we have college season? Like, I mean, I, I think it's almost 100%. You're not going to see fans in those, in those crowds at least. Cause the NFL is all yeah, about money, I, but the NCAA can't really play by those same rules. I think you're going to see college, college sports, but like Stanford, for instance, um, getting rid of their other, other sports. Um, they're just preparing themselves if they can't have fans. Yeah. And, and they're in that's, California, that's so it's a little bit different for them, mm-hmm. you know? It is. It is. California is being, California is being more strict about this than Florida is, for, for example. For oh, fans. for sure. Way, way more strict. <laughs> way more strict. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you can actually have the games if you don't have students allowed to attend the games because that goes back to the thing where it's like, hey, we're going to put students on the field and have them at risk of contracting COVID, but we're not going to allow them in the stands. So I think it's more going to be a percentage thing of the population. But, um, yes. I do have a question for you, Scott. So, so another reason why you don't go to those those Gator games because you got to get back for the Bucks games, right? Like going to the yeah, yeah. that's what he said, what he said on the yeah. same weekend. And and I mean those hangovers would be killer, right? Going oh straight gosh. into a, a hangover oh from gosh, yeah. a hangover from a, from a Gator game into a into a Bucks game. That would be awful. But oh yeah, it would be absolutely. It would be horrible. I can, I can bet you he's going to be at the college games. The boosters, yes. they'll be up there yeah, in, in those boxes watching those games, one hundred percent. So, one last question for you, Scott. Um, they're tarping off the first six to eight rows of the stadiums. This is kind of old news, but I mean, you're you're a first row ticket. Like, what what have you heard about that? What, what's going to happen to you? Uh, I'm six rows down from the ship, so I'm good. Oh, but okay, think, okay, never mind. But, but, but I think, but I think what they have to do is, I think they have to take each stadium into account. Gotcha. Because, <laughs> like in like, okay, like in Raymond James Stadium, for instance, okay, so from the field to the wall, where your first lo- where your first row is, you're ten feet up. Right. Okay, you you're not close to the people on the field. You're ten feet up. Okay, like in Lambeau Field, for instance, you're only six feet up, and you you can pretty much touch the players. So that's a little different scenario. Very different. And and if the NFL had some sports about them, and they don't, they wouldn't have to uh, block off those seats. What they could do is either put a buffer, a six foot buffer wall between between the uh, field and the uh, and the stadium wall, or or on the, on the front row put plexiglass all around the stadium like like in hockey, so there's a separation between the first row and the field. Interesting. 
Well, you're definitely going to see structures built and different things of that nature. I mean, you go into any store, anywhere, I'm sure in the bathrooms, separating uh, the different urinals. I, I think we're going to see a lot of this stuff around for certain. Sneeze guards oh, yeah. everywhere. Any precaution that they can take, they're, they're going to make it happen. Because the money, like you said, is on the line. The NFL's all in. They're, they're going to make this happen. But the colleges, it, I, I see it a rough start for those guys. Well, Raymond, James Stadium, Raymond James Stadium would be stupid to, to – uh, X off those first six rows. Like I said, your wall's ten feet up. Okay, you got the. You're in the point. second row. You're in the second row. You're far from the field. Oh, I've yeah. rushed you know, that field. I've rushed that field back when Excellent USF point. beat it's uh, West got, Virginia. Scott's got fire points. Yeah, one hundred percent crushing. Well, dude. So I think we're winding down here, guys. Dude, Scott, we we appreciate you so much, man. Dude, you you were definitely the best coach guest we've ever brought on thank you for joining um, the call man not, thank you for joining not, the call. not not only are you just an interesting person but you're extremely knowledgeable and experienced i mean we're talking about an og bucks fan here you fire. know what i'm saying that's cool and, and you know cannons. what that, that's hard to find fire the wouldn't, you, wouldn't you agree so scott we we appreciate you so much man thank, thank you for scott. coming on uh, i appreciate you guys too you guys you guys your stuff always makes me laugh <laughs> we appreciate that, We appreciate man. it, Scott. You take care, man. Dude. All right, you Scott. Too. Take care. Thank you, Scott. And uh, Sports Memory Podcast. Uh, had a lot of fun with you guys tonight. Um, we are logging off. If you wouldn't mind, if you enjoyed this podcast, please go on, like, share, wherever you podcast from. Uh, it would help us out a lot. But thank you so much. Thank you guys for joining. Thanks, y'all. Thank you, everybody. Hail to the Booth King. Send love.